0: Welcome to Marketing Mistakes and How to Avoid Them. Here's your host, Stacy Jones.
1: Welcome to Marketing Mistakes and How to Avoid Them. I'm Stacey Jones, and I'm so happy to be here with you all today. And I want to give a very warm welcome to Andy Biting. Andy is the founder and CEO of Tulip Media Group. A B2B print and digital media agency that grows businesses through marketing designed to generate leads, reduce cold calling, and produce immediate results. With over 27 years of experience in sales and marketing, Andy spent his first half of his career in retail, where as president of Green Village Home and Garden, he took the business to over 5 million in annual sales. And then later, as a business coach for founders and agency marketer, where he uses his integrated marketing, sales and marketing strategy today. He's a two-time international best-selling author with his books, How to Win Clients and Influence People and Double Sales, Zero Sales People, in addition to being a serial entrepreneur and strategic advisor. Today, Andy and I are going to be chatting about the importance of integrated sales and marketing strategies and a few very easy yet effective marketing tactics to truly fuel and drive revenue growth will learn what works from Andy's perspective, what should be avoided, and how some businesses miss the mark. Andy, welcome. So happy to have you here today.
0: I am excited to be here, Stacey. Thank you for having me.
1: Well, I am delighted. So to our listeners, Andy,
0: business development is a team effort it's a team sport and sales and marketing needs to be needs to be totally integrated and really for good marketing to be effective it needs an element of sales messaging in the marketing for good sales process to be effective it needs an element of marketing in the sales messaging like it's one process, and what you're after as a target is to grow the company. You know, and I can even go several layers more because you know your customer service reps should need to be aligned that you don't lose clients once you have them because that's another important aspect of growing the company. But sales and marketing needs to work together, and most people look at them as separate initiatives, separate key performance indicators, separate everything, and. We really try to make sure that, you know, people are integrated with their whole approach so that, you know, because it really doesn't matter. I don't care if there's, you know, one person or, you know, eight people that a prospect talks to before they actually become a client. What I do care about is that the customer journey is seamless and it's enjoyable. It's easy. It's effective because, you know, if it's too convoluted and the messaging and the strategies and the, you know, the 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 objectives of the different people are not totally aligned, it's not a great customer journey and you're not gonna close a lot of, a lot of new business.
1: Well, and even taking it further from that, I mean, everything should be aligned internally from your core processes to your core beliefs of your company. Everything that is your marketing ethos that you're spouting out there about your company should be reflected at every level of your company and on your backside as well so that your employees don't have to be like, oh, what? That's what our marketing idea is because they're indoctrinated everywhere, yeah. full you- brainwash.
0: Exactly. And you want to know the quickest way to lose confidence from a prospective client is exactly what you said. Now, you see that all the time is that, oh, I'm not sure what's in that brochure. Let me see what, you know, let me, a salesperson saying, let, let, let me see what marketing wrote in here. You know, if the. Oh, they said that? Oh,
1: Really? That's yeah. what i saying now?
0: Marketing promises that all the time. We can't promise that. Yeah. You know, you need to be aligned because whatever the messaging is that whole client journey needs to be seamless and it needs to and the more aligned it is the more confidence you will instill in that prospect yeah.
1: so where are the mistakes along the journey here that people do besides the fact that they just don't have them aligned at all
0: i, I you know that that's one big mistake you know another big mistake is not being very, not being strategic on your messaging mm-hmm. and, you know, and, and uh, in your strategy. Um, so there's a couple of things there. So you see one thing I always tell people say, okay, how do you develop a marketing strategy? Well, tell me about your business strategy. You know, where do you want your business to go? So I I'm a firm believer, any good marketing strategy or sales strategy, business development strategy in general starts with a good business, you know, your business strategy. Where do you want your company to go? And then you know, marketing and sales and it needs to uh you know it, it needs to enable your business strategy. So, you know, you want to be clear on where you're going as a company so that you know the marketing can can build a strategy that works well for that. And then you know, you, you need to you need to be very deliberate about that messaging and the customer journey. So, from a pure marketing perspective, here's a mistake I see happening all the time is that Digital marketers will say, oh, we'll guarantee you, you know, we'll increase your website traffic by 50%, Mm -hmm. or we'll increase the number, you know, we'll bring your social media engagement, whether it's Facebook likes or whatever, from X to Y. Really, what marketing should be doing is actually getting people interested, like real interested, qualified perspectives, prospects and opportunities to be coming to your business. So when you think about, you know, the way I always put it, as I you know talk about our own company, I honestly, I, I don't care how many people go to our website. I don't care how many Facebook likes we have, how many people follow us on LinkedIn. What I care about at the end of the day is how many times does our phone ring? How many times do people fill out a contact form looking for more information? Or how many times do people book a meeting in our calendars to learn more about what we offer. Mm -hmm. So it is really about getting results. And you see a lot of digital marketers are, and you know, I was talking to somebody the other day and they said, yeah, I was talking to this firm and they promised me, you know, they looked at our website traffic and they would promise to double that. I said, well, that's fine. But how many people on your website are going to take action, going to take your call to action so, you know, we're always very clear when we start, when when anybody looks at their, their marketing strategy, their marketing, their go-to-market strategy, you need to start by creating a, a really effective website. And that's where it all starts. But most people, they, they, they that's the last place they look. They look at how they're bringing people to their website, their tactics, how they're going to market, and then wondering why, you know, we got traffic up but actually, conversions are not going up. What's wrong there? So you need to start with your website. You need to make sure it's a good, well-functioning website, and there is a methodology behind that. There's a science behind it, and we subscribe to. And we're we're actually a, a story brand certified agency, mm-hmm. and story branding is is really about how do you speak to the prospect when they land on your website. Engage them, really get them entrenched into what you're, your messaging and what you're doing, and getting them to take action because they're not worth anything until they take action. So, that's that. That's a that's a, another a huge mistake is that people are worried about traffic, are worried about social media engagement, when they should be worried about how much business are they generating.
1: Yeah, I would way rather if someone came to me and said, "Stace, we are going to." I don't want more. I want better. I want actual engagement. I want responses. I want someone who is calling and emailing me. More is lovely, but it is a giant ocean out there. I just want those fish to bite.
0: That's right. That's right. Yeah. And the, the metaphor I always use is that if you were opening up a retail store, of course, my retail background, I automatically go there. But if you're opening up a retail store, would you start advertising and then setting your store up? And all that stuff. No, what you would do is you would set up your store, you know, fill your shelves, merchandise your shelves, train the staff, get ready, sweep off the front doorstep, and then you start inviting people in. And only then would you would that's the only way you would go about doing it. But yet, in in the world of marketing, people are worried about PPC advertising and content marketing and this and that, and doing all of the social media engagement all of these different marketing tactics when their website is terrible. Right. You know, the website, it doesn't matter. You could quadruple the number of people going to your website and your business won't grow at all. So start with the website, start with the website, start with the website.
1: And so what else? What are other mistakes people make besides having a really crappy website that they haven't fine tuned and spent a jillion dollars on everything else under the sun?
0: Yeah. So the other one is not uh, knowing enough just to be dangerous. Okay. You're know, knowing enough to be dangerous. We we've seen, I've got different stories, but you know, I've, we've had a client uh, we had a client partner join us and uh, you know, we started working with him and what we found out when we started working with him is that he actually, he did two different accounts to do a Google paid advertising, you know, Google ads, And, you know, did some things. He knew enough how to do it once. But if you don't know the rules of Google, they'll blacklist you. So his whole URL was blacklisted. And And that's
1: really hard to get back because if they're anything like Facebook, they don't
0: like responding to you despite desperate
1: attempts of getting a hold of them.
0: It is nearly impossible to get back. In fact, after six months, he said, you know what, we've just got to find a different tactic because we we gave him all the tools, gave him everything, but we we held off in the engagement because he needed to get that fixed. And we tried, he tried, but once you're blacklisted with Google, it is really hard. Like your URL is blacklisted. The easiest fix was to actually either change his URL mm-hmm. or you know, change the dot com to dot something else, but literally changes URL. So knowing enough to be dangerous is bad. We had another client partner who we, you know, When we started with them, their their monthly PPC budget was $50,000. And when we saw the results, we're thinking, oh my goodness, like unbelievable, a lot of money being spent for not a lot of results. So, so with, like, about,
1: when you say this to our listeners, so your monthly is $50,000, 50,
0: like, what budget. should you
1: be getting as a return on that? Is there like an idea there, but you should be getting something in value more than 50000 right?
0: Oh, hundred percent. And it's really, it's a lot different for every industry, but once we do a competitive keyword analysis, we can, we can see what industry you're in and every industry really is different. So there's no one answer for everything Uh, and budgets need to be different. So once we dive in there and we learn what are the right keywords, what is the cost of those keywords? We can, we can come up with a budget range pretty quickly And we looked at it, we thought, you know, for 50,000, you should be getting five, 10 times more results than you are. So we got in there and we brought their monthly spend from 50,000 to 15, five, zero to one, five and increased their, and and, and spent time on their website, increased their conversion by threefold. Like it's amazing. So when you know enough to be dangerous, because, you know, oh, uh, johnny can run google ads he tells me he can run google ads and i see that they're hitting my credit card every month doesn't mean johnny should be running google ads (laughs) if you're not smart about it you know it you need again need to be smart about it you need to have a good strategy know what your keyword strategy is going to be because keywords is the language of google that's how google knows that your website's the right website to go to or this ad is the right one that this person should be responding to so keywords are the language of Google. and if you don't have a good strategy in your marketplace, then you could be wasting a ton of ton of money. And you know, we, we've we've seen that happen numerous times where people are, you know, know enough to be dangerous. Um, and we walked into one client Partner earlier this spring and found out that he was still it was still hitting his Google ad account ads that were running like three years ago that his nephew set up (laughs) in this company. And, you know, he said, we haven't ran that campaign. Like, where's this going to nothing going to empty air, empty air, but they're paying every time they click for three years. And again, he said, that's an example of, you know, I knew enough to be dangerous. I set up a Google ad account and I got my nephew to set up a bunch of ads three years ago, never even realized I needed to turn those things off.
1: I think that's something that happens for companies all the time. So it's more than just Google ads and more than just Facebook and all of that's part of that, but it's going in and setting up something digitally, like whether it's your website, whether it's a social account, whether it's a landing page and you get so into it at the time and you're focused and maybe you do know what you're doing about it, but then time goes by. And there's all these distractions and bright, bright, shiny objects everywhere. And your team goes off to the races over here and over there. And your marketing changes and your advertising changes and your product doesn't exist anymore. And yeah. all these things happen. And then you go back and you're like, what is that garbage? When you yeah. finally unmind it again, if you don't have someone who is actually tending that garden. I'm just saying that because of you, by the way. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah, no, I love it. And, and and it is so true. And it's not even that your business changes and you you have the distractions. Those are certainly things, but it could be, you know, we run into it all the time. Google changes an algorithm and all of a sudden, you know, things need to be reset. And it, you you do need to be proactive at this stuff. You can't just, you know, if you if you, you know wait for it, when, when things are evolving and changing, you need to evolve and change with the times because otherwise you'll get left behind. And the strategy we we're employing a year ago is not working today. And if you're not on top of it, you're going to miss the boat.
1: And is there other things that people do besides complete not attention to what they're doing?
0: Um, yeah. So another one. It's interesting because I, I was thinking about, uh, you know, about our interview here today. Uh, another big thing when it comes to sales and it can happen in marketing and it can happen in early stages of sales is you know you you really do need to pay attention to the customer journey and the message that they're receiving because well the way we put it is that never ask for your a hand in marriage on the first date right you've got to know who your target audience is and talk to them and be very deliberate in the messaging at the right times in your marketing, and then in your sales discussions, so that you know you're leading them down a real positive experience in their customer journey. If you, you know, somebody, uh, you know, somebody raises their hand because they're interested in what you're selling, and on the first conversation, you know, you're asking them to be a client. You know, you need to understand. And again, every industry is a little bit different. You know, we work with companies that sell insurance, we work with companies that sell, you know, estate planning, we work with companies that sell fire truck engines. Every every conversation is different. Uh, you know, as to how long it should take, how much uh, effort is put into it from the client side. Mm-hmm. You know, some some sales, you know, from uh, from a lead coming in to a close might happen inside of a week. Others can take Upwards to a year, you sell a million-dollar fire truck. That can quite often take nine months to twelve months to to close. So you want to be very, you want to be right in your approach. Meaning, you know, I'm selling a million-dollar fire truck. I'm not going to be asking for the sale in the second call. It just doesn't happen. No. No.
1: Only if, if you go like mess. the little like toy tonka tiny trucks does that happen.
0: If you're selling those, maybe we maybe. can make that happen. That's right. Yeah. But yeah, a million dollar fire truck, you know, it it you want to know uh what is what is the right customer journey that you want them to experience mm-hmm. and that's going to keep things moving forward, that's going to keep things progressing, but is at the right speed. And asking the right amount of engagement from the prospect. If you ask for too much, you know, when uh, you know, I, I know if I had to ask my wife to marry me on my first date, I probably wouldn't be married to her. She probably would have thought I was crazy, right? So you you've gotta you gotta sell the other person and you wanna do it appropriately, you know, at the appropriate pace.
1: Yet all of us seem to want to, you know, throw up a sale, have a call, dial it in and move on to the next and make people self-buy along the way.
0: Yeah. And especially if you're in B2B and, and you know, especially if, if your sale is any is complex at all, you know, the first thing you need to do, and, you know, as far as the customer journey goes, is you've got to understand where they're at, you know, what are the, what's their situation? You know, what, what is the current situation? Where do they want to go to? What is the, you know, what are their challenges? You know, and, and you've really got to understand their pain points and their needs before you can start introducing any kind of a solution. Because you see the proverbial salesperson that as they say the quote, you know, show up and throw up. That doesn't work. We all know that. But if you really thought it through from your client's perspective and a great person to tell you, is your clients a recent person that either signed on for your product or service, or equally important, ask somebody who heard the sales pitch but decided not to buy. You know, what was it? Why, why is this not a fit? I just want to learn for my own sake. Why is this not a fit? And, you know, maybe you and I've had those conversations, basically. So, you know, I've learned from school hard knocks, people didn't buy from us. And I go back and Say, so, you know, I just want to understand like where, where, where was the mess? You know, I, what, tell me about your needs again. And as we're talking, I realized that actually our solution, not always, but oftentimes our solution was actually the perfect fit, in my opinion. So where did it go wrong? Well, it went wrong when, you know, she was a little bit too aggressive on the phone and she was asking for the hand of marriage before, you know, I was comfortable and ready to buy. Or, you know, I didn't quite understand how your pro, your service would help me you know I, I i miss that somewhere okay again great information to have to learn from so that we can improve our process going forward and
1: that is reflected in everything that you do that is reflected in your email communications your website that they come back and visit you're trying to make it super easy and top level and not filled with a lot of clutter those are all things that you're trying to stay on topic and not have those flashy objects that are all over the place so that you drive them back over and over again to the same thing that you're trying to get across the goal line
0: yeah right yeah exactly and you've got to meet them where they're at first and that's, a, that's the magic of, of of sales, you know, sales copy is, you know, the right messaging will meet them where they're at. And it's because, you know, we, t- we talk about the salesperson that shows up, throws up, but it can happen in your marketing messaging as well. It happens all the time. We're a digital marketer. We can help you with website traffic and conversion and this and that. You know Why? You haven't talked to me first. You haven't met me where we're at. I'll, I'll give you a piece What's of advice. That I heard. What's
1: your pain point? Why do you actually need all of these things? Do you need website conversion?
0: Maybe not. We don't know. right? Maybe you don't need website conversion. Maybe you need, need more traffic. But yeah, who who knows? But you don't know until you ask. And um, one strategy that was shared with me one time, and this guy's probably one of the world's best copywriters, uh, Clay Clements. And he said, picture it like this. If you're sitting at a bar... And a guy pulls up in the stool next to you, and he starts talking to the bartender about a problem he has that your service, your company, can help solve. Would you turn to him and say, "Hey, I can't help but hear overhearing your your talk. You know what my company does? My company does this and this and this and this." No, you wouldn't. You would start by meeting him where he's at. So if he's complaining about a problem, I can't grow my business. You know, use ourselves as an example. I can't grow our business. Our, our marketing not working. And I'm just frustrated with this whole process and frustrated with the, you know, with, with the team and we're not getting results. You would probably approach and say, Hey, you know, I, I can't help but overhearing, you know, that, that must be tough. Like that's frustrating. You, uh, you're wasting a lot of money. Yeah. Tell me what, what you're doing and just, you know, talk to them, understand their, their problem, understand who the villain is and, and the, in the marketing speak, you know, understand what their external problem is and what their internal problem is there. You know, and the difference being external problem is that my marketing is not working and wasting money. That's what's externally visible. The internal problem is I'm worried about my business. I am not growing where, you know, we're having a hard time keeping up with overhead or, what is that internal problem? What's bothering the person? You can meet them where they're at and, and empathize and say, Yeah, you know, I get it. Marketing is confusing, it's tough. Google does not make it. You no, know you can help them and you can tailor your approach to what is right for them. And that makes all the difference in the world.
1: So, Andy, how can our listeners find you? All the way up on that Eastern shorebird. <laughs>
0: Well, I told you, I started in business before the World Wide Web. <laughs> what was the last time you heard? The information superhighway. Um, no, you can find us like anyone. You can find us on on, on the web. Um, the easiest way to find us is we actually, for listeners for today's show, I, we have a, a special landing page and it's tm.media forward slash double sales. So yeah, tm.media forward slash double sales. And that's where you know, um, myself and my co-author, Jessica Embry, we co-wrote the book, Double Sales, Zero Sales People. And that's where people can go to and they can download free chapter. You can buy the book or there is a link there. If you wanted to talk to either myself or my co-author, Jessica, you can actually book a a half hour Zoom call there, free of charge. We offer it up for listeners. And, you know, you, you can book it right there you know um, at a time that works for for listeners uh, schedule and we will chat we'll chat about your your you know your your marketing your challenges and whether you ever use this or not that's not important we're on a mission to help people become well we the way we put it we want you to become marketing ninjas we want you to become marketing superheroes
1: that's awesome But we also include that in the show notes. So any of you guys who are walking your dogs and you're like, I did not write that down as I'm listening (laughs) to this podcast, you can come back and you'll be able to check it out and find them.
0: That's wonderful.
1: And so, Andy, you know what are some of the other things where it just goes off the hook, where you think you got it dialed in, you think that your teams are on board, your sales and your marketing, they're doing the wonders of wonders and not fighting, and they're getting along. Like, where else do you see things get rocky?
0: I touched on it very briefly, but it is one of the first things that I tell people, if you want to grow your business, don't start with sales or marketing. Start with your leaky bucket, plug the holes. So look at your churn. Mm-hmm. Look at your churn. Number one way to, to, to grow business is don't lose business. If you don't lose business, then every client you add is you know, will, will grow your business. You know, we've all heard it's so much more difficult to acquire new new customer than it is to keep an old one so look at your churn and i've had this discussion with different business owners and say okay you know before you before we could ever engage in anything i really think you need to look at your churn like look at your customer service look at your how well you're delivering on your product or your service and you want to make sure that you're you've got that fixed first because you know if if we turn on marketing, and even if it works well, at best, you're going to be replacing the, the, the customers you're losing. You're right. not going to grow your business, and you're not going to be happy, and you're going to look at this as, as an investment not worth doing. Look at your churn. Fix that first. Fix that leaky bucket. You know, it, Make sure that your products or your services instill either longevity or, depending on what you're selling, longevity or repeat you know repeat purchases, but look at that first. How can you fix that? Because that is the cheapest, easiest, and by far most effective way to help grow any company. So, yeah, I'm a big fan of lavishing them with love. And I'll give a shout out to a good friend of mine in St. Louis, John Rulin, who wrote the book Giftology. You know, find ways to wow your clients or customers, find ways to give them you know, gifts, it's all about using gifting as a way to build business and, uh, you know, find ways to wow your customers and your clients. So they could not imagine doing business with anyone else and they stay with you. Then you can start adding.
1: And on the note of gifting, I'll just chime in here. We do a lot where we do product placement, integrations, and media, and All things television, film and the like, but some of the television networks that we work with that are not the big guys, because we'll spend millions of dollars on one of the massive national broadcasters, but a cable company that does pretty well, but, you know, it's not the go-to for all brands necessarily. We've gotten on their list where we get these gift boxes. Yeah. And I will tell you, it's the margarita theme gift box. It's the sangria theme gift box. It's the cookie theme gift box. It's the here's your New York deli sandwich gift box. Yeah. I want to drive so much money to them because they give me gift boxes. Some of them also take me to some really, really cool red carpet things. And that's yeah. where I really want to drive money to them. But it yeah. doesn't take a lot to give me a little bit of guilt as well as like I'm getting a gift. So how do I reciprocate on this? So there's that little Mm -hmm. gift guilt that goes in there. And then there's also just like, wow, someone made me feel a little special. So I want to reward them. I mean, there is a psychology there that if you drill into and figure out for your business, it is massive.
0: So one of the key things there, Stacey, if any, any listeners, you know, thinking about doing something like this, you're right. It doesn't have to be a huge spend, but make it personal one thing I could suggest is make it personal. So as an example, you know, so many people send products with their name on it. Yeah. You know, if you, if you become a client of Tula Media Group, you don't get a box with Tula Media Group on it, you know, or full of Tula Media you know, stuff. What you'll get is, you know, you'll get a Yeti with your name engraved on it, not ours, your name, make it personal. You know, what, one thing that, uh goes above and beyond you know we we've had people you know we learn about a, a a client or um the coordinator or somebody we're working with at a client company who lost their mother have you did you send a sympathy card
1: yeah.
0: you know just we're thinking of you you know jessica and the tulip team little things like that personal find those opportunities to recognize people if they're celebrating. You know, we, uh, we make it a point whenever we sign a new client partner, we follow them on LinkedIn. And oftentimes, you know, uh, so we, uh, some of the ladies will will follow them on Facebook and so on. You know, and if they're celebrating an anniversary, you know, a wedding anniversary, send them a card. Make it personal. Find reasons to recognize these folks because, you know, they're value clients. But to really to work together, you know, we've been in bus- our company has been in business for eight years. We have a number of clients that have been with us for seven years, if not, you know, for the full eight years, but they become more than just clients. They're, they're friends and we recognize them when they're, you know, personal achievements as well as business achievements. As they're people. They're their people. It, yeah. One of the things I always remember is, you know, there's B2C and B2B. B. Well, it's all H2H, right? It's all human to human. At the end of the day, all business is human to human.
1: Andy, I really appreciate the time you've given to us and shared today. So thank you.
0: Thank you for having me. It's been a blast.
1: Of course. And to our listeners, thank you for tuning in to another episode of marketing mistakes and how to avoid them. I look forward to chatting with you this next week. And until then, if you have any questions about how to leverage your brand into the world of pop culture, reach out and I'm happy to chat and shed some light. Have a great